In this week's episode, I want to introduce the practice of pair programming. At first, pair programming can seem completely at odds with achieving returns from your software development investment. Through this episode, I will look at the common misconceptions and why this is a valuable practice for ROI. Welcome to the Better Return on Investment from Software Development Podcast. A podcast aimed at those that fund software development and those that work with them. In a series of short weekly podcasts, I, your host Mark Taylor, hope to educate and inform on why traditional management processes won't get you the best return on your investment. And along the way, I'll provide some advice on how to improve that. Wikipedia describes pair programming as, begin quote, Pair programming is an agile software development technique in which two programmers work together at one workstation. One, the driver, writes code while the other, the observer or navigator, reviews each line of code as it is typed. The two programmers switch roles frequently. While reviewing, the observer can consider the strategic direction of the work, coming up with ideas for improvements and likely future problems to address. This is, this is intended to free the driver to focus all of his attention on the tactical aspects of achieving the current task, using the observer as a safety net and guide. End quote. In summary, it means two people working on the same computer on the same problem. This works for one person acting as a driver, operating the keyboard and mouse, while the other takes the role of navigator. They help to direct the driver through the work. The roles are then swapped on a regular basis. I can well understand that the thought of two people working on the same thing at the same computer may cause concern, and lead you to question, why would I pay two people to do the work of one? And I've seen this question in practice. A project manager will openly question the logic behind having two people working on the same thing together. Surely we can get more done if they work on their own. It is more efficient use of people. I'll come back to the economic question in a moment, but first let's talk about the idea of effective use. Douglas McGregor created two theories for work motivation and management in the 1950s, Theory X and Theory Y. Theory X is based on the assumption that a typical worker has little ambition, avoids responsibility, and is individually goal-orientated. The management assumption is that these workers are less intelligent, lazier, and work solely for a sustainable income. Largely, these workers will be motivated through punishment and reward. Theory Y is based on the assumption that a typical worker is internally motivated, enjoys their job, and works to better themselves without a direct uh, reward in return. The management assumption that these are the most valuable assets to the company, pushing the organisation forwards. We managers and leaders will all have a natural bias to Theory X or Theory Y. This will generally colour our approach to, uh, to many situations. So if our natural bias is to Theory X, we will likely be more comfortable using the command and control style of management, building several, several layers of supervision and management, and favouring micromanagement. Whereas, if we are more naturally biased to Theory Y, we are more likely to have a hands-off management style. Different situations favour the use of Theory X thinking over Theory Y, and vice versa. And while there is no single best way, I would however strongly advocate for theory Y thinking when it comes to any form of knowledge work. 
and especially development. If we look at pair programming through Theory X, then yes, we will be thinking about resource utilisation. Is this, is this second person slacking off? Are we getting a poor return on our investment? If we are looking at pair programming through Theory Y, we start to think about it more in terms of the value delivered. I unashamedly have a Theory Y bias, but I will look to cover both perspectives in this episode. So, let's start with the economic concerns. To set expectations, when we look at developer hours spent, are we prepared to concede that it costs more to pair program? You may, however, assume that because there are two people working on the same problem, then you are expecting an increase of 100% on the developer hours. Research from a 2001 paper, The Costs and Benefits and Pair Programming, by Alistair Cockcroft and Laurie Williams, calculate this to be closer to 15%. They also found that the benefits achieved greatly outweighed the additional cost. A quote from the paper abstract. Begin quote. Pair or collaborative programming is where two programmers develop software side by side at one computer. Using interviews and controlled experiments, the authors investigated the costs and benefits of pair programming. They found that of a development time cost of about 15%, pair programming improves design quality, reduces defects, reduces staffing risk, enhances technical skills, improves team communication, and is considerably more enjoyable at st statistically significant levels. End quote. I'll provide a link to the paper in the show notes. The act of pair programming is far from new. It was documented as one of a number of practices under the title of extreme programming. It was documented in a, bi in a book called Extreme Programming Explained in 1999. Extreme programming was intended to improve software quality and responsiveness to change in customer requirements. Many of the extreme programming practices have been adopted by both Agile and the DevOps movement. We've already covered some practices in this podcast series that have their origin within extreme programming. Practices such as continuous integration, small releases and automated testing. And while pair program is probably not as widely adopted or understood as some of those other practices, it is generally accepted as net beneficial for software development by most thought leaders in the industry. So, from a purely economic view, I believe the case can be made that the benefit of receiving the change earlier is enough to just justify the additional cost. I will also advocate speed of delivery because that allows us to deliver value to our customer faster. For me, this always trumps perceived utilisation of an individual, part of the theory why bias. But, as per the abstract from the costs and benefits of pair programming study, there are additional benefits that pair programming bring to the ROI calculation. Having two sets of eyes on the change leads to better quality. I've talked about how better quality early, uh, earlier has a massive effect on the total cost of ownership. If a problem can be highlighted and fixed by a developer at source, it can be hundreds of times cheaper to resolve than if it makes its way into the hands of your customer. The costs and benefits of pair programming study found that through pair programming, there was a statistically significant difference in the defects found, with pair programming giving approximately 15% less defects. Again, as I've commented before, software defects are inevitable. Software development is the act of a human, and thus mistakes are not only likely, they are to be expected. Thus, any activity that can highlight that defect earlier 
is great for reducing the overall cost of any given defect. Problem solving becomes a lot more fluid with two people. Having two people helps to reduce time when a developer is spinning their wheels, struggling to find a solution to a problem. Again, it's a factor of human nature that occasionally we get stuck on a problem. Ask any author about writer's block. In these circumstances, two heads are definitely better than one. Where one person may become stuck, the simple act of having two people to talk the problem through is often more than enough to define a path forwards. You also find that having these two minds creates a better path forwards in the first place. Often there is no single correct answer in software development. More commonly, there are a number of answers with different trade-offs. But having two minds, while it is still very possible and expected to go down the wrong road, is less common. Again, this is actually saving time and effort in the full lifetime of the software product. Pair programming is also often cited as an effective means of training and team building. By working together so closely, a natural side effect is both the sharing of knowledge and familiarity. This helps us to make the team stronger in the face of adversity and more resilience to the loss of key individuals. Again, these are benefits backed up by the cost and benefits of pair programming study. While hopefully I've covered off a good number of economic and benefit concerns, there are still things to watch for in the use of pair programming. First is a cultural problem. Not all developers be, will be receptive to it. They may prefer to work alone. They may be very much a natural introvert. There could be a number of reasons behind reluctance to engage with pair programming. Anything from a fear of being that intimate with another developer to simply feeling hum, hamstrung by another developer. These are valid concerns, but not a reason to not introduce the practice of pair programming. While not all de developers will convert to loving pair programming, giving them the option to explore it is likely to cause a natural migration on its own. The key here is not to force it. Rather, make it understood that it is not only allowed, but it is a practice that is encouraged as good practice. The other problem is perceived freeloaders. And even with my theory why bias, I have to acknowledge that there are people that will quite merry let their partner pick up all the work while they surf the internet. Where I deviate from my theory ex colleagues is that I don't see that as being big enough of a concern to give up the benefits that pair programming can bring. I know that a team will quickly highlight a freeloader on their own. It will become very clear very quickly if there is someone that really isn't pulling their weight. And often, the team themselves will address this directly with the individual. More often than not, the problem simply goes away as part of improved team communication. In this episode, I've introduced the practice of pair programming, where two people work on the same problem at the same computer. Referencing the costs and benefits of pair programming study throughout, I've addressed the economic concern of increased developer hours, the benefits of fast delivery, better quality, knowledge sharing and better team communication. And I've also provided some advice on how to handle those developers not keen to use a practice and perceived freeloaders. This podcast has been hosted by me, Mark Taylor. It has been produced by Redfold Consultancy, a consultancy that can help you achieve better return on your software development investment. You can contact them or sign up to the mailing list at red-folder.com 
or you can reach out to me at Twitter at RedFolderMark. In next week's episode, I build on pair programming and take a look at its amped up cousin, mob programming.